0: International Me, Welcome to episode 74 of I Learn Nothing, a philosophy podcast for fucking idiots. Uh, my name is Benjamin C. Cholock. I am the Papi Chulo of Princeton University. Papi
1: Chulo of Princeton, the Ay, original.
0: Si. Claro que si, pues. Claro que si. Si.
1: Uh, y también, yo soy... Uh, uh, w- w- hold on. Uh, what? Grande... Verga pala mi boca way,
0: big dick for your mouth,
1: oh, is that what that means?
0: okay, so here we go. um instead of a big dick for your mouth, <laughs> I got something else for your mouth, right? Oh no, yeah, you have to eat this carrot, or we're not continuing with the podcast. <laughs> what yeah, you have to eat this right now. you have to eat your vegetables <laughs> hold on, you're
1: making me eat my ve. Yeah. Okay. Okay. First of all, <laughs> you haven't even introduced me yet. You're already making me eat a raw carrot. Yeah, I'm not gonna
0: introduce you until you eat this raw I carrot. I don't want
1: to eat the. Okay. You know what? Fine. <laughs> Give me the fucking carrot. <laughs> I'll eat this. Okay, Ben. And before okay, you'll Bef- fucking thank me later. No, I won't. Before <laughs> we started recording, also my name's Pat Dean. Nice to meet you. Before we fucking were recording, we were sitting around talking about health. Yeah. Cuz my mom got me a diabetic cookbook for for Christmas, which is yeah. hilarious and also badly needed. <clears throat> <laughs> so we're looking at it. Victoria's like, "Oh, I'll I'll cook some of this for you." I'm like, "That's pretty nice." Yeah. And then Ben's like, hey, eat vegetables, you fat fuck, and kept throwing, like, peas and carrots at me and stuff. I was not doing that. Well, you weren't actually throwing things at me. I was
0: recommending you eat your vegetables. Yeah. Like a a friend.
1: (laughs) I eat eat vegetables. You you don't eat vegetables. (laughs) I do eat vegetables. No, when? When's the last fucking vegetable you ate? I know Um, how you eat,
0: Ben. I know you. I had asparagus, like, two days ago. What? I had asparagus two days two ago. Two days ago. Yeah. Oh, interesting. When was the last time you had a vegetable? And you're stalling. No. Eat the fucking eat I the had fucking a vegetable carrot. today. Eat the carrot. What did
1: I have for lunch? Eat the carrot. I had peas. I had peas at lunch, bitch.
0: All right, have that carrot.
1: Okay. I, yeah, all right, hold on. <laughs>
0: I'm not saying another oh, word. does that taste good. I'm not saying another word until you eat the carrot. All right.
1: This is... All right, hold on. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm sorry you have to endure this. Our, our, our yeah, well, I'm sorry audience. I have
1: to endure this. I'm eating a carrot.
0: Oh, poor you. A carrot? It's Saturday and I'm eating carrots. Oh, like my God. Carrot. Do you yeah. want some nails with that cross? <laughs> you fucking yeah, martyr. You know all
1: about that, <laughs> wouldn't you? You and your dad. Nailing someone to a cross? Yeah, yeah. you guys are fucking um, way into that,
0: right? Guilty. <laughs>
1: Uh. <laughs> you know what always kind weirds me out? What? Mm, no, let me finish the care first
0: <laughs> Okay, what weirds you out? We'll get back Oh, so let me finish introducing the show This is a philosophy podcast for idiots Yeah My name is Benjamin C. Cholock uh, I'm the patriarch of philosophy at Princeton University You're a real prick is what you I'm are I'm a prick I'm a smug prick And <laughs> this is my worst half Patrick Dean Hey Who I've been charged to teach philosophy to
1: yeah, and also apparently uh, you're monitoring my diet.
0: Yeah, well, someone has to, because God knows you can't.
1: No, I can. No, you cannot. I ate peas earlier.
0: also I feel guilty for uh uh acquiescing to your request to buy you a, oh, that's a, no- <laughs> a, okay. a midnight a-, a midnight Milky Way on the way over here.
1: Hypocritical piece of human garbage. You this motherfucker, <laughs> Ben <laughs> Copal Cholock.
0: Uh huh. That's the
1: first time I think my middle name has been uttered on the podcast. It's probably the first time it's ever been uttered ever because it's a made up name. So fucking. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> I'm hanging out, right? I'm sitting here. I'm waiting for shitty Ben to come over to Cuck Nation Studios mm-hmm. so we can finally do this shit. And you're like, hey, I'm buying beer. Do you want anything from the store? And I said, a Milky Way Midnight. So this guy, yeah. this man who's in charge of my health, shows up with a six <laughs> pack at like five in the well, afternoon. That's why
0: I made you eat the carrot because I felt guilty about it. Why? Why do I feel guilty about it? Because you're going to die, and I just It's the only thing that makes me happy. (laughs) So why would you feel guilty? It seems like you'd feel pretty cool. No, I don't feel cool at all about it. (laughs) Why (laughs) not? (laughs) You seem cool. It actually made me think about the uh, ethical implications of what we do and the choices we make.
1: (laughs) Well, that's what the podcast is for. This is what the podcast
0: is all about. We're here to learn. That's why today, episode 74 of I Learn Nothing, we are... Tackling a philosopher who dealt with this issue of how do you define yourself through your ethical choices.
1: Who is it, Ben?
0: Well, also, to get ahead of allegations that I'm sexist, uh, Uh. we're uh, re-upping and talking about a female philosopher today. Oh,
1: finally. Ben gets dragged kicking and screaming into the year 2019. (laughs) But I don't want to talk about them. They're scary. (laughs) Well, this... This bitch was
0: this bitch. pretty fucking influential. Yeah uh, Her name is Simone de Beauvoir.
1: Ah, yes, Have you ever heard of her before? Yeah, that's uh, Marge's uh, mother.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Mar- Marge Marge Simpson, uh, Marge Simpson's mother was uh, the architect, uh, arguably the architect of second wave feminism in the mid-20th century. Uh, No, Simone de Beauvoir was an existentialist feminist writer and philosopher. Uh, She is French, so we're going to be talking about that pretty extensively. That's Um, fun. The French feature pretty heavily and their perverted lifestyle. Um, Okay. So, do you know anything about her other than her I know being her- Marge's mom? Yeah, <laughs> she has the
1: same voice. Uh, no, I, uh, I, I know the name. I, I don't know anything about her. Okay, we we kind of mentioned her briefly in the existentialism. African American? No. What? I always had of my head that she was African American.
0: Simone de Beauvoir. Yeah. Why? Because her name is Simone. I I don't know. I just assumed she was. <laughs> Why she- would you think that? I just, I just assumed she was like from New Orleans. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. She does have the most French name of I'm all sad. time.
1: Like, that, you, yeah, that, I just assumed, yeah. Okay, hold that on. sucks.
0: Do you want to know what her full name is? Sure. Simone Ernestine Lucie Marie Bertrand de Beauvoir. Whoa. Yeah, it's like really fucking French.
1: That's the most French thing I've ever heard.
0: Yeah. So she was born to a pretty well-to-do bourgeois family in Paris in 1908. Uh, she died in 1986. She lived to be uh, 78 years old. And she lived a life. Yeah, yeah. Um, pretty intense. Did she associate? Associated? As, associated. Asso- did she associate? She associated. I was trying to say associate and consorted. I don't like at that the same y- time. You're <laughs> the person who's teaching me. Why? Because <laughs> you said associate. Oh <laughs> my god, you mispronounce shit so much. I don't think I do. You bitch. Fuck you. What?
1: <laughs> what?
0: Say existentialism. No, I think I've proven myself. I hardly say it again. Extentialism. No. <laughs> Did you do that on purpose? Can you try? Extentialism. No, okay, fine. Now you're doing that on purpose. What do you mean? All right, so existentialism. Do you remember we talked about that shit? I
1: said that.
0: No, you didn't. You said existentialism. Why are you fucking doing this to me? Why are you like this?
1: So the other day, <laughs> I wake I wake up, right? Uh huh. I'm like, oh, this shit again. I, I go outside, get some food. Yeah caloric
0: intake wait do you say this shit again every time you wake up every time i wake up i just go again <laughs> this is why you should be listening to the existentialist episode. well you
1: know my, my 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 body has uh decided to do this this new really funny thing where no matter what time i go to sleep i wake up at nine in the morning <laughs> and i just go this this has been going on for like three weeks uh-huh. and I'm, it's just it driving me insane
0: yeah. So I wake up at like eight. Maybe your body is trying to tell you that you should like, you know, live your life. <laughs> That's interesting because
1: normally I just smoke weed and go directly back to sleep. But uh, what happens is I wake up, I go outside, mm-hmm. the sun. Yeah. Your mortal enemy. My mortal enemy. That the enemy I, of all Irish. Yeah. It's our most <laughs> ancient enemy is the yeah. sun and the British. Yeah. Mostly the sun. <laughs>
0: that's what sucks, because the sun never sets on the British Empire. So they're just bringing it with them. furious (laughs) about it. But uh,
1: fucking, fucking. Fucking. So uh, I'm going to get some food. Um, Okay, I go to McDonald's. Oh, God, why? Because I was in the mood. Don't. I'm trying not to. You have to stop doing that, Pat. Yeah, no, that's the last (laughs) time I'll ever go, ever. (laughs) You liar. No. So what happens is I go there to eat. First of all, that McDonald's uh, right by the Target, you know what I'm talking about? yeah i think it's exit two, i've been there. I think? they
0: don't need to know what exit it is who cares <laughs> an i-35 <laughs> well in
1: case any i learn nothing heads out there want to dine at the same yeah. mcdonald's i did
0: yeah because they do seem to follow you around what can i say we had a fan uh stock pat at batch
1: oh no he didn't <laughs> stalk no he is he it came to kidding. the uh he came to the valve the other night so shout out to him um but yeah fucking thank uh, you for listening Thank you for listening. And sorry, Ben thinks you're a stalker. See, Ben thinks friendship is stalking.
0: I don't like friends. <laughs> I know. Because they come with responsibilities, like making sure they eat their vegetables.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: um, I got a text from uh, my roommate, Victoria, mm-hmm. and it just said, You were screaming in your sleep last night. Jesus. <laughs> is that true? Vic is here. Yeah, <laughs> she's reading the diabetes. Yeah, flipping
0: through the diabetic cookbook, and every once <laughs> in a
1: while, just sort of nodding and being like, "Oh, that's kind of
0: cool." God, yeah, you're surrounded by people who care about you, and you don't give a shit. No, I care.
1: <laughs> so I went to. Oh, because I went to McDonald's. Oh, sorry. Well, okay. Well, so what happened at McDonald's? Uh, what happened uh, at McDonald's? Uh, <laughs> so that dude. Okay, the McDonald's there. I don't know if they're all like this. Uh-huh. It's it's taken to a new level, dude. Okay, what does that mean? <laughs> like, <laughs> there are. You walk in, you order at a computer screen. Oh, really? Yeah, that's and, new. Cause and, I've
0: been there like a few months ago, and they didn't have that.
1: I dude, it's bizarre, and it's like. Uh,
0: I've also been at that exact McDonald's.
1: <laughs> well, dude, you go in and uh, oh, why weren't you eating vegetable? Wait, uh, we went in, you
0: went inside. This wasn't
1: the drive thru? I went inside. I oh, decided okay. to have a nice sit. You dined in. I dined in. Normally I dine <laughs> out. Normally <laughs> I do the drive-thru and just listen to you know podcasts or whatever. Yeah. But I um go in, you order your food at this computer screen, it's like a touch screen. Mm-hmm. You can pay with a credit card there, or you or you can pay with cash or the register. Mm-hmm. And you you come up to the register, they give you like a like a like a fucking like like a number mm-hmm. that you put on your table. Oh, they do it like Whataburger does, yeah. Yeah, and they bring it out to you, and I felt really weird about the whole thing. There's a whole scene at that McDonald's, by the way. There's just, I saw this old guy fall down in the uh, parking lot, <laughs> what? and I was like, what the fuck? And I, I, this guy like ran out of his car to help him. There's just all these insane people wandering around, missing people. It's just crazy, Wait, man. what time of day was this? It's like two in the afternoon. Okay. So I got a text from uh, Vic just saying, you were screaming your sleep last night. I just started laughing. Uh, but apparently all I was doing is, uh, I was, like, lying, I had fallen asleep on the couch, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, you know, I don't drink. <laughs> so I'd fallen asleep on the couch, and, uh, I was just screaming, and once in a while I would just go, ah! Fuck! <laughs> oh no! What so, I'm t- like, what was I yelling? She goes, you are mostly just yelling curse words.
0: <laughs> what, were you, dream- were you dreaming, or do you remember any dreams?
1: I... Remember something? Are you being attacked by a giant carrot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, then MSG Man showed up yeah. and saved my life. Uh, no, it was fucking um, no. I I I I, I I I I had a dream about like I was driving badly. Okay, but I don't know if that was me in real life or that was me in the dream. But I'm a pretty good driver, so I'm pretty sure it was in the dream. You know, I caught I taught comedy defensive driving for years, so yeah. So you're. <laughs> <laughs> your driving record is
0: unimpeachable. It is. Um, I haven't had. I haven't had a. When's the last time you got a ticket? Oh, like a speeding ticket?
1: Any kind of ticket. Yeah, oh. it was like speeding.
0: Well, d- p- does parking count? No, of course not. Okay, because I get those like all the time. Yeah, why do you do oh. that? I well, don't know. I just I'm I just I'm bad at it.
1: But it doesn't make sense because you will park your car
0: ten miles away. Oh, that's only okay. But sometimes I have to park downtown where there's a meter.
1: Sure. Yeah. But my point is that Ben will like park across town, walk over. He'll walk into the Velveeta, I'm just drenched in sweat, just fucking like <laughs> he's got his arm in a sling for some reason. And I'm like, what's going on? He just, neck he, brace. He, yeah. He's like, oh, I just walked 35 miles. Well, why do here. I sound like Kyle? I don't know. Fun. But you uh, <laughs> you do. And you're like, you're like, like, why why do you park so far away and still get tickets? You park in an area where they don't give out tickets and you get tickets. Well, look, all right, fine. I'm a fucking maverick. All right. That's all I can say. <laughs> I'm a f- I'm a maverick. I'm unpredictable. I haven't uh, gotten I haven't gotten a ticket for dr- bad driving since I was uh, 19. Oh, good for you. Yeah, look at me. My body's falling apart, but I'm a good driver.
0: But... Yeah. Okay. Good. I'm glad you take care of one thing and not the other. Yeah.
1: And I scream in uh-huh. my sleep. Apparently. <laughs> yeah. That, you're a mess. <laughs> well, at least it
0: was you know just damn who heard it. You got to take responsibility for your life, right? I I am.
1: Like kicking and screaming. I
0: can I like, go for walks. <laughs> <laughs> that's, you got to do more.
1: I walk in graveyards and I listen to music. Uh, what else do I do? Um, so far, that's about it. You listen to music. That's not a. That's not a physical activity. No, while I'm walking, help. I mean. Oh, okay, yeah, that'd be funny. Just listening that as uh, an exercise. Yeah, <laughs> it takes it helps my blood pressure. So I listen to jazz. <laughs> just a shithead. Uh, I drink a lot of water. Okay.
0: Actually, that's good. You should keep doing that. Yeah. Okay. So. But I, you still need to fucking eat vegetables and stop eating I candy. I just did. We have it on tape. All right, listen. Let's get down to the meat of this fucking episode. I'm
1: trying. Well, why are you bringing up food? Is that a fat joke?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's a diabetes joke. Well,
1: dude, right. Another thing that's very funny is we were discussing health stuff before we we were recording.
0: Uh (laughs) This is so (laughs) tangential. No, it's funny. (laughs)
1: Victoria goes, well, you know, uh, because I had said. Uh, it doesn't matter what I said, but uh, and her response to it was why? Because you, uh, you know. But uh, <laughs> she goes, <laughs> she goes. Well, you know, if you're uh, diabetic and overweight and depressed, like these are things that are going to happen to you. And I was like, oh god! Like oh, yeah. To be summed up that way, first of all, is accurate, so you can't get mad about it. But it's just like to <laughs> to be like so accurately summed up in like four four or five words that just cut you deeply. You know what yeah. I mean? Like it's just such an interesting thing. <laughs> No, there's nothing to be sorry about. It's just what I. It'd be like if I said Ben is a a human being. Well, okay. Well,
0: that's actually this is actually very, very pertinent to what we're going to talk about. Being described and categorized in a specific way, right? Yeah. How it limits your ability to transcend yourself. Yes. And as
1: an African American philosopher, she (laughs) knew how hard it was to kind of transcend to a different. Yeah. So not as an African
0: American philosopher. Sure. Yeah, I'm positive. Like, look at the picture on the book. Look, well, she's I'll, not I'll, black. I, I don't trust books. I'll, I'll, I'll look at the internet. This is why I have to fucking spoon-feed this to you in podcast form, because you don't know how to read. So, All right, before we start, the-
1: um, What? God, now what? We got to give out our shout-outs. Okay. We have a new segment. <laughs> you
0: are just fucking stalling. No, we
1: have a new segment on the show called shout-outs, and we give out shout-outs. So I'm going to- who, who, who are you shouting out?
0: I just, I don't know. A, a, a
1: sympathetic god- if he's out there, please. <laughs> so the Judeo Christian God. Yeah. Is you're, okay, shouting out I'm shouting out Brett. It's that guy who came to the Valve. Oh, okay, the, cool. The 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 guy you accused of stalking me. I was just kidding. He's not really stalking. Well, I don't know, man. I think it's kinda hurtful and I think you should <laughs> apologize to Brett and apologize to me and apologize to Tim,
0: the cat. I'm not gonna apologize to Kim to Tim. Who's Kim? I don't know who Kim is. Tim Kim is Tim's <laughs> last drag <night>. queen persona.
1: <laughs> Dude, it's actually Lil Kim. He Lil does Kim? Lil Kim. Oh man, I fucking last night. Right, I get home, hanging out, and um, I had this like leftover uh Firebird chicken sandwich mm-hmm. from uh. This has got to be the last thing. Casino okay? El Camino. <laughs> yeah. And I put it down, and it was still in the box. And Tim came over and sniffed it, uh-huh. and I just I hissed at him, and he ran away. And I was like, "That's <laughs> fucking weird." That I did that. Yeah, that's insane went, that you did that. Went, that's what I do to him when I, if he's doing something I don't like. I go, and he just runs away. Oh my uh, god, Pat! Well, hold on. So then uh, I uh, I tweeted that I did that, and then someone said, "Oh, like to Tim the cat?" And I said, "Yeah." Yeah. And I I, I try to take a photo with Tim, to like be like but we're friends now, so don't worry. Uh-huh. And I picked him up and like. Lay down on the couch with him, and as soon as I go of him, he just ran far, far away. So.
0: Because he smells death on you. No. <laughs>
1: well,
0: I was sweating a lot. Um. Okay, we got to get into this. I'm place. trying to. No, you're not. You're doing anything you can. You're trying to whitewash to this whole act. thing.
1: No, I'm not. Let me look her up.
0: Okay. Well, I'm, I'm trying to vaginize this whole thing. She's not black. No, she's not fucking black. Why are you still on that? I'm because I'm looking at the photo. (laughs) She's not black. It's a
1: black and white photo. It's kind of hard to tell.
0: Yeah, but uh, her face is the white part. Mm. Okay, Okay, she's French. Yeah, Uh, she was born to a bourgeois family. Your story checks out. Yeah, she wanted to be a nun when she was a little kid. She used to be ardently Catholic. Really? Yeah, when she was like a young, a young girl, and then she, uh, I think, kind of fell in love with her cousin and this other like novice at a convent or whatever and realized she was bisexual and then uh de- then decided that she uh was a lifelong atheist and rejected catholicism interesting yeah
1: wait was her her cousin that she fell in love with was a lady or a man
0: no he was a dude so she had this like kind of weird simultaneous like flirty relationship
1: man that sounds with... kind of rough to be in love with your male cousin and a nun yeah
0: she wasn't a nun yet, but Pretty she was unob- like... Two unobtainable
1: you know, people. I feel like the, you can't really...
0: Fairly unobtainable. Guess y- who she blamed for that? God. Yeah. <laughs> that and Catholicism, and also the way that uh, uh, Catholicism in its role in society uh, oppresses women and limits their uh, their ability to choose like the outcome of their lives, right? Interesting. So she kind of starts from there.
1: I know that's kind of your thing, so...
0: No, it's not. Oh. Okay. This is why I decided to talk about her in this podcast. This is to redeem myself, (laughs) even though I don't have to, because they're all fucking lies. Yeah. You're like the TMZ of this podcast. Me? Yeah. Oh. Okay.
1: Kind of. You know, I'm always reporting on stuff as a protector of Maina Road. I'm out there a lot. So yeah, you're
0: reporting about your own, uh, you know, travails at McDonald's and yeah. Okay, I really did sound like an old man.
1: There's computer screens at the it McDonald's! Did. I
0: was so out of touch. <laughs> well, I didn't know
1: they used computer screens
0: there. Okay, so what? So
1: it's crazy!
0: It's not that crazy.
1: I thought it was weird. <laughs> well, you don't get to think that. I saw the old man fall down, and I go walk in and I have to use a computer screen.
0: That's pretty nuts. Did you, did you check if he was alright, or you were just like, that's pretty weird? I,
1: well, well, I saw it, and I went, what the fuck? And then I saw someone run out, too. I didn't really get what was going on, because he was just lying down, so I was like... Why is that guy... Oh, he probably fell. And then this guy ran out of his car. This guy, like, just pulled over and just booked it towards him. And I was like, all right, they probably got it well in hand. <laughs> okay, good. What a hero. I mean, what, am I... what am I supposed to do? A bass player. I'm going to fix... Help this man and save his life? <laughs> you could have grooved him back to death. Oh, yeah. I could have yeah. went and just been like...
0: I can play that on bass. So, Simone de Beauvoir, she... Uh, oh, yeah. All right, yeah. Remember who we're talking about? Well, yeah. Okay, so she is strongly in the existentialist tradition. Uh, when she was growing up, she was always <laughs> um, uh, described as intellectually precocious. So, she's basically kind of a prodigy and a genius. She's, like, super smart. Nice. Yeah. Um, and Fuck yeah. Yeah, so that was another thing that kind of, like, informed her whole life was how, <laughs> like, intimidating she was to a lot of people um, because she was so smart. I can relate. No, you cannot. <laughs> I can, though. So um, she uh, she studied at the Sorbonne, which is like the Princeton of France.
1: I'll have you know that open micers find me very intimidating.
0: Well, yeah, and you also exploit that weakness. <laughs> it rules. It fucking rules. Um, yeah, they bring you candy bars as tribute. <laughs> Hey, if you want
1: to get on the open <laughs> yeah. mic tonight,
0: you better all bring me a Milky Way Midnight. The, f- the finest chocolate milk you're and, and if
1: I see any carrots, I'll fucking kill you.
0: I'm surprised you didn't kick Marcus out.
1: For bringing in those carrots? Yeah. Well, Marcus is, is, a, is a special case. Everyone else. Okay. If, a, if any of you fucking open... Also, he doesn't do comedy. But if any of those fucking open micers come into the Velveeta room and they have a carrot, Michael Park is going to kill you. I bet he won't care at all. <laughs> Michael! The comics have carrots. Who gives a shit? Who gives a shit? Why the fuck large? should I care? <laughs> smoking a cigarette um, at work. Okay, just smoking a cigarette. It's so funny. Say
0: existentialism again. No. Just one more time.
1: Existential. <clears throat>
0: existentialism. Don't okay, don't rush into it. I'm trying not to. Think about think about it again. Say it one more time. Existential.
1: Existentialism.
0: All right, that's fine. That's close. <laughs> okay. Do you remember what existentialism is about? Yeah. Do you know what is it about?
1: It's the search for knowledge. Not in kind meeting. of. Yeah, but it's not go, really. It's going, why am I here, man?
0: OK, that's a little better.
1: Yeah. <laughs> hey, what's this? What's the story there? What's the story? Morning Glory.
0: But here's the thing. So existentialism sort of provides a pretty concrete answer to that question. Oh, it does. Yeah. Oh, that's and weird. the answer is there is no reason why we're here. Oh, OK. But that's the backdrop for the rest of your life the fact that there is no reason that you're here, now you have to figure it out. But there is a reason for the season. No, no, we're not doing this. Jesus <laughs> <We're not>. Christ. <laughs> that, was, that season is over. Christmas. The word Christ yeah. is in Christmas. I know. It's over. Yeah. Okay, it's so over. Christmas is uh, canceled. It's
1: so... Oh, oh, Christmas is canceled, sis? Yeah.
0: Oh, Christmas is canceled and men are canceled. Oh, go off, King. Um...
1: <laughs> Get them. Okay,
0: so... Uh we'll we'll get to this later, but she wrote an entire book about why why men should be cancelled. Um She did? Yeah, it's pretty compelling.
1: Is it called hashtag men suck?
0: No, it's called the second sex. Um <laughs> well, and uh sounds like my Thursday night. Um so <laughs> I <laughs> <laughs> old two fuck Benny they call it. <laughs> um <laughs> Okay, so you fucking? uh she Okay, so she went to the Sorbonne. she studied philosophy there, she took this test called the aggregation, which is like I, yeah, it's like this. Uh, really, really exclusive. What does and that mean in English? It's like the. It's. I think it's like the aggregation or something like that. Huh. But it's basically this test that you take that's very, very difficult. Um, that like if you pass it or whatever, you become you. You get to be a professor, basically. Wow. Right. How do we take that? Uh, you'll, I think you have to be a French citizen first. <laughs> I think you have to go through their school system. <laughs> I don't think we can take it.
1: <laughs> well, not okay. now anyway. Well, I'll,
0: I'll look into it. I, I don't need to. um, But, you know, you might want to look into it. Yeah. So that would be so wild if you like <laughs> pass the aggregate. Shore. And then
1: uh, they're like, you're a professor <laughs> now. And I'm like, all right. And I'm like, hey, Ben, uh, there's no way you have like a semester's worth of philosophy work you can give out. Do you? <laughs> and you're like, what? And I'm like, uh, I'm in a lot of trouble. Just tell them to listen to the podcast. <laughs> We just sit there and listen to it. Yeah. In the class, and then you, every, uh, every time I make a joke, I laugh in real life, and every, no one <laughs> you else laugh does. At your own jokes because they're French, and they're yeah. like we don't know what this. And we
0: mean. like kind of abuse them pretty hard on a lot of episodes. Speaking oh, of which, oh no. yeah we do. Yeah. Speaking of which, they do not look good in this episode. Oh no. There's a little thing that we're gonna talk about.
1: So she takes this test.
0: Yeah, and she places second. She places second to Jean-Paul Sartre.
1: Oh, that guy? Yeah,
0: I remember that guy. Yeah. Yeah. And so they kind of have this, they kind of kick, what's it called? They hit it off, right? Uh, Because they're both super smart. They're both really into philosophy. And they both just love fucking. Really? Yeah. They love love fucking. Good. And they fucked each other. And they fucked other people while they were fucking with uh, each other. Uh Uh-oh. And sometimes they fucked each other and other people in the same room at the same time.
1: This is like.
0: Yeah. French as fuck. I know. So any rules? Yeah. Okay. So what a cool thing to do. What? Just you know. Just fuck. Yeah. <laughs> well, just that's kind of part of where uh, part part of her philosophy later so on. Rad. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, she fucking she lives hard. She's into it. Yeah. She's just writing philosophy and writing novels too. She's wrote a lot of novels. Were they any good? Um. Yeah, she won some prizes, like national, like the equivalent of the National Book Award in France. Whoa. Yeah. So she, like, she wrote this book called *The Mandarins*. Uh, that's the only one I remember. Anyway, <laughs> um, I haven't read any of her novels, but it's all very existentialist themed. Yeah. Okay? So here's a little more about her life because it's fucking crazy. So she basically shacked up with Sartre. Never married him. She never married. Never had any kids. But she fucked like so many people. <laughs> Both men and women. Do you women. have any
1: children? No, but I've had a lot of sex I've had a life. lot of sex.
0: Um, and it was like her second favorite thing to do. What was her first? Philosophy.
1: That sucks. <laughs> Maybe she's not so cool. <clears throat> okay.
0: Well, here's what happens. Here's a little thing that I, we have to mention. <laughs> she had like a lot of different lovers. Um, and also would like seduce women to... Bring home to her and start so they would like have a menage a trois with them. Really? Yeah. I'm back.
1: Maybe she's still pretty cool.
0: Yeah. Well, okay. So here's the other thing too, though. She seduced a lot of her own students, and this is not as good. And this became a huge no-no, and she got in trouble for it. She got busted for it.
1: (laughs) She got busted while her students were busting.
0: Yeah. Well, she was busting all over her students. They were busting back, and then she got busted. (laughs) Gross. Yeah, and she ended up getting her teaching license revoked. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> because uh, this one family suitor, <laughs> really, yeah, for like seducing their daughter. Um, so she was. Let me a ask you this: fucking th- Poonhound Do you
1: think that and she- a
0: dick hound? I guess too. I think I was gonna say. Well, yeah, because you're so blown away. I'm by blown
1: it. away by all the the, the rampant sexuality on yeah. display.
0: So, and here's one last thing too. <laughs> so, these French fucks in the late in the late 20th century, uh, like mid to late 20th century. They couldn't stop having sex. They couldn't stop writing about sex. They couldn't stop talking about sex. What's up with these guys? I don't know why. It's like there's like the horniest generation in history. Uh, A bunch of these French intellectuals in 1977 signed this petition that basically wanted to abrogate um, age of consent laws. And trying to to, uh, basically exonerate people who have been accused of having relationships with minors under the age of 15. Okay. I didn't I just I just I never knew about this until I like researched it and it is not a good look. <laughs>
1: no, that's and not okay. They
0: all have their names on it. Oh really? Simone de Beauvoir, Jean-Paul Sartre, uh Jacques Lacan who we talked about, Foucault who we've talked about.
1: Foucault?
0: Yeah. Um uh Derrida, uh Louis Althusser, which is this, this other like communist French thinker. Like uh, like the who's who of French intellectuals. Sign this petition.
1: That's not all right. That's kind of bad.
0: Yeah, basically saying, hey, we should be able to fuck people who are younger than 15.
1: <laughs> and why did they do that? Well, I guess, you know what? That just answered my question. They yeah. Were to fuck people like,
0: well, people. I don't know. We can we can speculate. <laughs> I think it has a lot to do with the fact that they're French, and the French are perverts.
1: Do you think it's it's like, you know, we? It, it, do you think they were doing that to try to strike a blow for, like, sexual... So yeah, freedom or do you think they were like, I'm I know someone
0: a little from column A and a little from column oh, B. No, they, they definitely uh, framed it as an argument against like these sort of uh, uh, hypocritical social mores. And, and it was okay. a, a little bit in the in the um, the vein of like sexual liberation of like the 60s and 70s. Um, but also they did have they did know <laughs> they did have like friends of theirs who were in jail. Who are who are like you know accused based on these laws, like accused of statutory rape. Basically. That's great. Yeah. So anyway, so there's that. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Um, you know what? I
1: withdraw my whole going to Paris and become a professor. I'm not gonna do it.
0: Well, they didn't. It, it didn't go through. Oh, okay. I'm back. Okay, but anyway, yeah, yeah, because that's what was holding you back. I have a passion for teaching. No, you don't. I taught bass. You don't even have a passion for learning.
1: Yes I do. We're doing a we've done 74 of these. I used to teach music.
0: Oh, I was that's pretty true. goddamn yeah. good at it too. Yeah, but you you tried to teach English and then you just fucking didn't
1: even you didn't even try to teach English. No, I did. So, okay, <laughs> real quick. On our Patreon, which by the way, $5 a month gets you an extra episode a week where i teach ben something
0: yeah the the tables turn the tables turn script is flipped oh
1: it's a flipped script brother.
0: it's the most flipped script you've ever seen
1: yeah we mostly just talk about weird historical figures but uh i did tell a story about my greatest failure (laughs) and that was on i think the last one we did uh wait was it you teaching the iraqis English? No, no, no. The the Iraqi thing, I, I was pretty good at. <laughs> no, uh, you weren't. <laughs> no, I was. the the uh, The English, yeah. I tell a story about uh, teaching English, uh, ESL, English as a second language, uh-huh. and uh, the complete failure. Oh, you know, okay, that that's right.
0: I won't, I won't spoil it. So check out our Patreon for that
1: episode thirty two, the House of David. That's yeah. the one where I, I talk about that.
0: Um, but yeah, so join the Patreon if you want to hear some extra fucking content, bitches. Where Pat teaches me a thing or two about a thing or two.
1: But how how could I possibly be expected to, to teach? I mean, like, I had no qualifications for doing that job. I did it for free. and like, But you didn't go to the training. But even if I went to the training, I mean, i am supposed to fucking teach you. You have to go to the
0: training. They
1: don't speak any English. They don't speak any.
0: That's what the point of the training is, so They're you from can teach Burma. them. I
1: can't even, like, do a thing where I can, like, Why oh, you,
0: like... I don't understand what excuse you're trying to make here. You're saying that you couldn't teach these people English because you didn't go to the... Training that teaches you how to teach them English. Okay, when you put it that that's way, that's not an excuse. That's no you failed. I that think, is your
1: your failure. I think it's you. I think you're trying to box me into a corner because <laughs> no, no, I'm not. There's no. There's no way. If I go to two of these training things, there's no way I'm qualified to teach. Some, how do
0: you know you never went?
1: Because I don't even. <laughs> because because it's like it's not even like oh they're from well some of them are from Cuba but it's like I can't even be like. Oh, I kind of know what you're saying a little, but like they're like, that, I, you know,
0: they're not going to start off by just like, you know what? Never mind. This is distracting.
1: How do you I teach know. the word
0: when? I don't know. Maybe you'd know if you went to that training.
1: They asked me one of the guys. He was like, what's this word? And I was like, when? And he was like, what does that mean? And I was like, I don't know. Was that after the training? No, that
0: was in the actual like when you were in it
1: already. Yeah. Yeah. So you'd probably learn that. He also said he went to the library and learned about a, a King Martin. Who the fuck is that? No, no, no. He was talking I'm... about Martin Luther King. Oh, but it took oh, okay. me a while to figure out what he's talking about. I was like, what do you mean? And he was like, Yeah, King Martin. He was like this awesome guy. And I was like, No, we don't have kings in this country. That's kind of why we have this country. And he was like, That's kind of why we have this country. And then <laughs> like, and then I realized what he was talking about. I was like, Oh, Martin Luther King Jr. And he's like, Yeah. I'm like, all right, that's cool. But you Okay,
0: fine. That's 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 very charming. So yeah. let, let's let's get back to this. Civil rights hero, Martin yeah. Luther King, jun- all right. Jr. Now, these perverts. One thing I'll say about uh, Simone de Beauvoir is I think her heart was in the right place. Uh, She was kind of going in on this more from the perspective of, like, uh, fighting these draconian laws uh, than actually she had any personal involvement with, like, underage people. Okay. All right. Um, But she's still kind of in that mix. And so, you know, take that as you will. Anyway, so de Beauvoir, she operated mainly in existentialism. Okay. Okay. The main questions of existentialism is uh, how do you deal with the fact that we're all radically free, right? In what sense? It means that at any given point, we can make any decision we want to change our lives, all right? There is no such thing as, a, as like an objective value that tells us how to live our life, okay? Um, and also what that entails is this sort of anxiety because since we can choose anything, right, how do we know what the right answer is? And how do we know it won't be the wrong choice? And so how are you expected to take responsibility for something that you don't know the outcomes of? Man, I don't know. Yeah, so it's it's you're very, talking very to the wrong guy. I I mean, yeah, but this is this applies for every human. Like have you ever thought about, you know, what your choices mean? Sure. And how you're defined? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So like what? Expound on that.
1: Um, mostly I feel like I'm defined as like a handsome, uh, cool guy, <laughs> understanding, trying to help.
0: Okay, how are you defined that way though? like what makes you cool? Being me, baby. Okay, so what what does that entail? If give me could, some examples. If I could
1: bottle it up and sell it, I
0: would. Okay, well, all you have to do you don't have to bottle up and sell it. All you yeah. have to do is just give me an example. Well, of was, like what is something what is a, an action that you take? Well, I was screaming or in my an sleep identity that you you scream in your sleep. Yeah, that's kind of cool. Okay, okay. It's interesting. Okay, so you're deeply troubled. Yeah. <laughs> Tortured, one but it wasn't say.
1: scary. Apparently, Victoria and Jay just thought it was funny. <laughs> <laughs> they were like, we weren't frightened at all. We just thought it was kind of cool.
0: Also, that wasn't a product of a choice of yours, right? That just kind of came out. Well, I mean, I
1: did drink a lot that night.
0: Okay, so you drink a lot. That's a choice. Well, I mean. <laughs> yeah.
1: How do you feel about that? In the moment, amazing. Mm-hmm. And then when I find out that I scream my sleep, not so good.
0: Okay, so what, do, what would you do to remedy that? Do you even want to remedy that? yeah i should <laughs> okay so you should so now you've posited a goal for yourself right someone yeah. who doesn't drink as much okay
1: oh no what have it's, i done
0: well i don't know that's ex- exactly it's it's that's what is so like <laughs> what <laughs> that's what's so um troubling about this existentialist ethos is that as soon as you make a goal for yourself you instantly have the potential for failure Dang. Okay. Don't, oh, no, brother. Don't I know? Yeah. Right. And so, like, are you gonna are you gonna actually try to fulfill that goal and take measures to like get there, or are you just gonna give up?
1: No, I'm gonna get there, brother.
0: Okay. But you can't just say that. You have to do things. Fuck. Okay. Right. Yeah. That's that's the part. That's the
1: worst part about stuff is that you can. Just, that's the part that sucks. You know what the, sucks fuck. is that you can go like sometimes I'll be like, you know what, this is the year. Modify the diet. Mm hmm. Work out. Yeah. Resolutions. Yeah. And right? then it's like it sounds so good to say and I feel good. I think like I've accomplished something already. Yeah. So I'm like, yeah, I'll do that tomorrow. But the problem is that there's always a tomorrow.
0: <laughs> yeah. That's you know another I mean? thing.
1: Even though the, even though uh, Jesus Christ, uh, you know, the man you mock said that uh, <laughs> and killed t- tomorrow is, is not promised.
0: Right. Tomorrow isn't promised. That's no. the other thing, too. will
1: come like a thief in the night, man.
0: Well, that's this paradox that lies at the base of, of, of existentialist ethics, right? Yeah. It's that there is a tomorrow where you have to account for your decisions today. You have to answer for your decisions today. Doh. Right. But also, the flip side of that <laughs> is that you only have so much time. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Because you might die, and then you won't, you won't have fulfilled any of the goals that you set for yourself. Yeah, and then what? What does that mean? That means you're, you're
1: fucking dead and probably in hell.
0: You're in dead, definitely in hell. Wait a minute. And you're a fucking failure.
1: <laughs> a dead failure. You're a
0: dead failure in hell. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Where I'm still overweight. Okay. Depressed and diabetic.
0: Yeah, right. Forever. Yeah. So those are the stakes.
1: <laughs> Yikes! These yeah. stakes are too high.
0: Well, that's too bad. Because those are the stakes for everybody. Right? The self-realization, self-actualization. It sucks. This transcendence, right? You're trying to achieve this transcendence by reaching your goals. Yeah. Okay? You need to do... You need to work at, the, at that. And you do that through your choices, through your actions. Okay? So she wrote this book called The Ambiguity of... No, The Ethics of Ambiguity. Where she kind of talks about this paradox. On the one hand, you have this unlimited freedom. Because every, every choice opens up to you. Right? You can take any choice. One of those choices is to not choose, right, to take the path of least resistance, just be led by inertia, and just not do shit, right? You yeah. can continue your life as you do, and that is a choice, right? And that's, a, But that's also a choice you have to be responsible for. You have to answer to it, okay? You can do anything else. You can change your circumstances. Interesting. Yeah. It is interesting, <laughs> okay so that's why you should fucking eat your vegetables
1: i did you okay
0: but it's not over that's the other thing but can can it be it's no it's not it can never it never will be the work is never done you're never finished ever (laughs) (laughs) that's why you can't just say well i already did eat my vegetables you got to do it again bitch yeah yeah that's why we're not gonna finish this podcast until you eat a carrot, another carrot.
1: That guy Philip Roth, the writer. Yeah. Uh, a few years ago, he just like, he was like, yeah, I'm done. He's like, yeah, everything I wanted to do. Yeah. With writing, I'm done. He's, he just hates reading now. Well, he's dead now. But he was just like, he was just talked about how much he hated like the modern novel mm-hmm. and just the concept of being a novelist. So he just stopped doing it. He's like, yeah, this is it. Did he kill himself? No. Oh, okay. Stop writing. Well, yeah. And I mean, no, there's a- also absolutely that. No interest.
0: But that is a choice that he made. I mean, he he did think about that. He thought, I think that he thought about it, right? And goes, yeah, you think? I think he did, and then he decided. Do you? Yeah, he decided. Okay, I'm done. I'm not going to do this anymore. Yeah, and that was an existential choice on his part. Um, Same with Hunter Hunter Thompson, that whole his whole suicide letter basically. Hunter S. Duncan. Hunter S.
1: Duncan. (laughs) Yeah. Well, the thing with Hunter S. uh Thompson that is so strange is that like so like he like blew his brains out or whatever. Yeah. And like that's already traumatic enough, but he just did it in like the next room.
0: Yeah, from his wife. Yeah. Which is also that's that's neither here nor there. I mean, that is pretty shitty, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> but like he did kind of think about it and made a decision. he was like, That's it. And that's a that's a choice that you yeah. can make. Um that's another thing that a lot of existentialists kinda bring out is uh You know, when people complain about... They basically say you can't complain about your life because you can all... Oh,
1: like, hell, I can't. (laughs) Good point.
0: (laughs) But then they also say, well, you can always kill yourself. No, I can't. Yeah, you can. You can kill yourself. No,
1: I have a nephew who loves me.
0: Okay, so then there is something you give a shit about. Maybe. So there is something that outweighs all the complaints in your life. Right? Uh, Maybe. 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 Okay, so it's good to know that your your nephew constitutes a maybe in your pros and cons <laughs> list of whether or not you should kill yourself. <laughs> I think that's a, it's a lot of pressure for a, what a four year old kid. I'll never forgive him for yeah, it. Yeah, and it's and it's already like fifty percent failure. Um, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> okay, so she talks about this in the ethics of ambiguity. Uh. She, so there's freedom on the one hand, and on the other hand, there's this concept called facticity, which is, uh, in the face of this freedom, you also do have these limitations. You have these things that, that ground you to lived life that basically objectify you. Uh, this happens for both men and women. So you're like, you're Pat Dean. Yeah. You live in that body. <laughs> like, that body that, that has diabetes, Right. Who has a diabetic nephew, shell. Yeah. Who has a nephew who, you know, it's debated whether he is loved or not by his uncle. <laughs> um, <and laughs> right. These are, these are all. I don't f- hate them. <laughs> oh, good. OK. So these are all concrete facts. Cool. These are all concrete facts that, you know, uh, are part of you and no one else. This combination of facts is not shared by anyone else. Um, and they also limit you in a certain way. They limit how you can define yourself going forward. Uh, so there's this tension between your pure freedom, your ability to choose pretty much anything, but also a lot of your choices are limited by who you have been in the past and who you are, you know, biologically and psychologically yeah. and socially. Like there's also forces that are fucking with you socially. Um, okay, so there's that. Now she goes from there, this universalized ethics of ambiguity uh you know it's supposed to be like a theory for you know all men and women and then she starts thinking about it a little more and she realizes wait a minute well this is actually drastically different for women yeah uh women are kind of a special case um and no one has ever really talked about that before and w- so wait, she, what do you mean in the way that when people talk about humanity what they have in mind Oh,
1: okay no okay you, you meant you know, that no one had talked until she did
0: basically like oh,
1: i thought you were saying no one's done that ever and i was like no 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 until she that, did man. yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> you, yeah. Been on, you been on twitter <laughs> it's discussed yeah um i know oftentimes in place of uh punchlines <clears throat> what <laughs> sorry well, but, uh, sorry i got something in the throat that's that's the point so that's
0: her major contribution is um uh well not not that part but she was basically the first one to draw attention to the fact that there is a Uh, a metaphysical or ontological limitation that is placed on women that isn't placed on men that relegates them to a weird like lesser form of humanity Um, and not just like socially but like the whole being their whole being and that's why she describes them as the second sex Uh, and what she means by that basically is that when you think of humanity like human consciousness the official version right is is the male version Men are the official version of humanity hmm. And women are the like alternate or supplementary Or knockoff or derivative version of humanity
1: That's where you got that tattoo from
0: That What's the tattoo? That whole phrase?
1: Yeah, I kind of thought it was just something
0: you That's did That's a long fucking phrase well, you have a it big on, tattoo on your, on your back No, I don't <laughs> I want to hmm. make you eat so many carrots at the end of this podcast
1: I wonder who I'm always thinking of when when I'm accusing you of these. I
0: don't know. Maybe maybe your fucking family. Who knows? Your your racist, sexist Irish family. Yeah, possibly. Fucking motherfucker. Fuck you. What did I do? <laughs> okay, I'm just sitting here. So this is this is gonna get real complicated and and real interesting. <laughs> Great. Okay. I'm sure it'll
1: be really interesting. Oh, now who's
0: the sexist? Don't roll your eyes, all right? I have Tourette's syndrome. <laughs> That's bullshit You can't just Yes I do You can't hide under that though Yes I can No you can't It's
1: ruined my life I can do whatever I want <laughs> That is not
0: an excuse Sure it is <laughs> You can't just roll your eyes When you feel deep disdain for something Because you said it was interesting
1: something. And I was like it's no way it's going to be interesting
0: Alright so then you are a sexist if you, don't, if you don't think this is, this is interesting then, then you're
1: part of the problem No I'm not I'm part of the solution I'm, I'm pointing out dudes yeah, the like the final you. solution
0: um okay. So here's one of the major like one of the most famous lines that she has from this book The Second Sex is yes. uh um no one is born a woman they they become a woman. Meaning that the distinction based on biology is not like what defines a woman. What makes a woman is uh how society has defined her. And sh- so she spends this entire book trying to figure out how did it get to this point? How did it become this point where, like, where where we think of men as the official version of humanity and women as this, like, kind of secondary, like, option? Okay. Right. Uh, and she goes through a lot of shit. So, basically, one of them is starting from this existential point of view of, like, the main goal in existentialism is to transcend your facticity, right? Your, like, groundedness and try to, like... It, what's it called Like kind of extend or launch your consciousness into something uh more permanent or out there right you want to like extend yourself to grasp the world and engage with it yeah okay uh and he says that the only she says that the only people in humanity who are like really allowed to do that who got to that point are, are men and women are basically just stuck in their own bodies because that's all they are all they are is just their bodies
1: okay okay and
0: she's saying she's not arguing for this she's like describing that this is the case now yeah and it needs to change right sure okay so she basically says that any sort of consciousness right you see you you have a subject which is like me right like or your own you know inner thoughts and and opinions and all that shit (coughs) and that's defined against this thing called the other and that's with a capital o the other i know about this you do?
1: Yeah, I hear about this show all the time. The other, where it's um. Yeah. Okay. What? It's in relation to. Uh... Come on. You wait. Can no. Do it. Hold on. No. You it's can do just it. the other is is supposed to be. No, I've heard about this shit. <laughs> the other is the marginalized group. Yes. They're the not male white males. Sure. The not male white. Hold on. They're not. So they're basically just not white men.
0: So kind of yeah. That's. Ooh, fucking yeah. Yeah. <laughs> good
1: job. Well, because of that one. I'm gonna guy. cry. I'm, I'm. I'm very. No, proud. it was that one guy. Uh, fucking shit. <laughs> <laughs> James Baldwin.
0: Oh okay. Fuck you. You know
1: James Baldwin. Yeah, I know who James Baldwin is. I'm not a fucking racist. <laughs> okay. good I'm so not name. racist. I thought this lady was black. <laughs> that's not okay. And I'm still a little on the fence.
0: All right. Fine, you can th- whatever. I'll let you think that she's black. Just also, to, I don't even know to... if
1: James Baldwin said that.
0: It's fine. He he he, definitely like engaged in that dialogue. Okay, but here's the thing. So you're tor- you're sort of right. Nice. What ends up happening is that uh, the the privileged consciousness sees like any other type of consciousness as the other. Right now, this doesn't necessarily happen from men to women or, or like white people to black people. Yeah. It's any sort of consciousness can regard the its opposite or this this opposite consciousness as the other. So women can do it to men. Black people can do it to white people. Like it's possible to go the other way. Okay? I'd rather they don't. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I, don't, I mean, I don't that's think anyone that's should what, do it. That's why anyone. white privilege exists. Yeah,
1: I don't think anyone should do it to anyone.
0: Well, no. So here's the thing. According to her and according to existentialist theory – that this otherness that you apply to other people—it always happens. Okay, also you can't that stop happened.
1: it. Yeah, James Baldwin. I don't think said that.
0: Okay, a lot of people said it, so he might have. He might have said it in passing too. But it, what she says is basically that you can establish these functional relationships or these like healthy relationships between your own consciousness and the consciousness of the other, uh, as long as it's reciprocal in some way. But she says that this relationship doesn't exist with men and women men see women as the other and then women have uh through some sort of series of events regarded themselves as the other as well and have become complicit in thinking of the
1: man as as the official version is this where we get the phrase women be shopping
0: (laughs) so yes (laughs) actually yeah kind of uh so yeah, so this is this is crazy. Okay, hold on, I have to like consult my notes because you're. I know you're making a joke,
1: and that's pr- that's really funny. Do you remember when they, when they said that in uh, the Nutty Professor? <laughs> <laughs> women no. be shopping. Yeah, it was Dave Chappelle. He was uh, it was that character.
0: That's that's the first person who ever said it.
1: No, he's making fun of that. Like he's the comedian. On like that way. trope, yeah. Yeah, it was women be shopping. Right. And like everyone's just laughing. He has a huge. I think it's like a huge hat on. Too, if I recall. Yeah, he right
0: does. Way. He's got like a really fuzzy, like weird top that hat. That was Dave Chappelle, right? Yeah, it was yeah. Dave Chappelle. He was the com—he was the comic who makes fun of Eddie Murphy. Yeah, when he's yeah, fat, yeah, yeah. And then Eddie Murphy makes fun of him back when he's skinny. But he says a and bunch of transphobic
1: him. things, and you're like, "Well, this is yeah, odd." Th- oh,
0: this movie was must have been made in the 1990s. And you're
1: like, well, "This is strange that you're still doing this." But yeah. All
0: right. Okay, so hold on. So we need to talk about this because Simone de Beauvoir basically does say women be shopping, <laughs> and they need to fucking stop. <laughs> 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 so she agrees with you she's like currently at this moment at this historical moment women be shopping and they have to fucking stop
1: our friend eric j nagurney has a really good joke about that where yeah. he was like eric nagurney he was like did you know that the u.s militaries uh what was it their budget is something like in the trillions yeah, yeah. 10 trillion dollars Men be shopping. <laughs> yeah. So fucking funny.
0: It's pretty funny. Yeah, men be shopping too, yeah. but for other reasons. Women be shopping because they're they're supposed to be shopping. We because... should
1: shout out Eric J. Nagurney too, I think.
0: I think we kind of did, but okay. yeah, let's do it again. Eric,
1: you've been officially shouted out. Yeah. Appreciate you've, it. You've
0: been shouted out. Yeah. Um. Sorry to that impression of you. Well, it was me, but I mean, sorry. It's, we it's, uh, okay. Um Okay. <laughs> okay. So, hold on. ba 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 Right. So here's the thing. So there's a lot of issues that are keeping woman as the as the other, right? One of it has to do a little bit with her biology. Um, and she says that biology has been, has been used as an excuse for why the patriarchy exists and why this, like, hierarchy exists. But she says that it doesn't have to be. But there's a good reason that would explain why. And it's because as the female of the species, uh, a lot of her biology is dedicated to basically becoming a like a receptacle for for children like nursing children and then like a lot of her expenditures just taken on on like rearing children basically yeah biologically speaking that's sort of like what the females in charge of and the men just you know shoot loads in her and then go out and do whatever they want gross basically is what she says <laughs> um and uh gross yeah and she's like well you can observe this in pretty much throughout the animal kingdom um at least in the higher animals like like Mammals. Animals
1: love shooting loads.
0: Yeah, animals love... The male animals love dropping loads and then just, like, piecing and... Screaming. And then the women are like, great, I'm stuck with this. Uh, that
1: does happen a lot in the animal kingdom. It's yeah. kind of weird.
0: Yeah, why are you shaking your head?
1: Yeah, why are you shaking your head, Victoria? Yeah, sorry,
0: there's a woman... It, yeah, it doesn't happen with a... But it. That's, not, that's, that's birds, not mammals. Yeah,
1: that's birds, not mammals. But <laughs>
0: but she mentions happens that... happens with bears. What?
1: Like I was watching this uh, nature documentary, and there was like this like a uh, lady bear and mm-hmm. her cub and stuff, and she was just like walking, and then like this big ass male bear showed up, and like the like narrator was just like, "He's going to kill her cubs." Yeah, and you're like, yeah, oh, it shit. sucks. They got away though. Well, that's good. Yeah. Okay, so here's
0: here's the thing. Um as you get higher up in the animal kingdom, especially when you get s- closer to humans, and then it's it's epitomized in humans. There's this real stark tension because you have you still have this this um what's it called like backdrop of like the roles that the female and the male have biologically, but at the same time humans have developed their individual lives to want to participate in their own projects, right? Yeah. So women like men equally since they're. Both representations of human consciousness want to take on their own projects and like, you know, be productive and fulfill their own goals. Right. But in order to ensure to ensure the perpetuation of the species, they still have to fulfill these biological roles, which means women still have to like get married and and have kids. Right. Otherwise, there'll be no more humans. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's real hard to try to justify against. And that's why the patriarchy is in place. That's one of the reasons. The other reason is that uh, since men have somehow got the upper hand in, like, productivity and, like, since they don't have to deal with their kids, basically, (laughs) since fathers don't give a shit about their children, they can go out and, you know, handle their own projects and they can, like, go and pursue careers and, you know, till the land and and build empires and stuff. And women are stuck at home, right? And so that's used as a retroactive justification to keep it that way. But she says... It doesn't have to be that way. And it's already changing. Okay. Uh, yeah. And so basically she says that one of the reasons why it's been like that for so long and how it got that way in the first place, and a lot of a lot of like third wave and fourth wave feminists would disagree with this, would get really mad at this. Oh, no! But this is what she says. She basically says that women are equally complicit in maintaining the patriarchy because from an existentialist point of view – the role that they've been relegated is, is based on these values that are pre-made. Like you're a mother and a wife and you have to like maintain, you know, the the domicile and men go out there and they take care of you. So you don't have to pursue any projects. So you don't have to make any choices. So you don't have to live with the anxiety of defining your own your own personhood. And that's an easier path. Yeah. It's not as fulfilling, but it's way, way easier. Hmm. Okay, that's this is again what she says. This, that's what she said. So,
1: <laughs> sometimes my brother, instead of saying "That's what she said," he goes, "That's what she said." <laughs> I hate that. Yeah, that ah, it's a weird bit.
0: Yeah, that's really funny. Yeah, that's it's, actually it's really it's funny. very funny. Um, but there's okay. So the flip <laughs> side of this coin is that you know men are equally susceptible to taking that choice too. If they could, they would. A lot of men would probably take the option of like, oh, I'm just gonna stay at home. And, like, just watch these kids. I don't want to go out and worry about the future. Like, fuck that. Uh, Like, that temptation is still there on, in, with both sexes. It's just that, for some reason, the way the chips fell, you know, it was easier for the woman to just be like, okay, I'm just going to stay at home and I can, like, take care of, you know, kids. And, and you worry about, like, you r- go out and risk your life and build things and whatever, and I'm just going to stay here because it's easier. OK. Yeah. And so she she says that women have to basically stop shopping and build their own lives. Hmm. And yeah. So that's basically the second sex. Interesting. Yeah.
1: Do you agree with it? Um, what parts of it? Because it was a very long time ago, obviously. So we got to update it. But uh, what parts of it do you agree with? What parts would you disagree with and why? Well, I do think that and should you?
0: That's the thing. So a lot of, a lot the way she pans, she like sketches this out. It's all very unfair for women. Like it's, it's really unfair, but at the same time, she's like, well, that's that tough shit. Like it is unfair, but life is unfair, but we've advanced to a point in our society where we can, uh, mitigate the effects of, of, you know, pregnancy and, and, you know, uh, having to, care for children and stuff like we can build a society where like you know children are taken care of by both parents and you know you can have maternal leave and all this stuff so women do have the freedom to you know pursue their own projects and she says that's what women should do noise yeah or just don't get pregnant she also hated fucking pregnancy what do you mean what yeah she hated pregnancy really yeah and basically was like uh, you know try try your best not to get pregnant wait fucking sucks but
1: was she ever pregnant
0: no Huh. Well, I don't know if she was pregnant. Right. Yeah, she might have gotten the old abo, but um, yeah. the old. Yeah, yeah, the old. Um, the old. Whoops. Yeah, the old. Uh-oh. The old. Uh oh. The old. Pew pew. The old. The old. The <coughs> old.
1: The <coughs> old. The old. Yeah,
0: abortion. Yeah, abortion. We're
1: talking about abortion.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, surprised you guys didn't know that. So, anyway. <laughs> So because of this, yeah, she was obviously pro-abortion. She was nice. anti-marriage, anti, well, not like anti-child rearing because she recognized that we need that for the perpetuation of the species. Good for her. Yeah. Um, but she says any way you can limit that the effect of, of these like biological life circumstances yeah. um, is good. And anything that increases women's freedom to pursue their own projects is good. And I, I, I kind of agree with that. Like it is it is a double sided coin. Obviously men really love oppressing women and they need to fucking stop. Um but there is a certain element of of women who need to stop letting themselves be oppressed. Interesting. Yeah.
1: Well how do they do that since you know everything? <laughs>
0: well um I don't exactly know how to do that. That's why they should they should just read this book and decide for themselves. Because hmm. it's great that two men are talking about this. Well, you know,
1: we're trying to figure it out. Yeah. Men have to, you know.
0: Well, we have to... Because, yeah, we have to go out and do everything, apparently. <laughs> so here we are talking about Simone de Beauvoir.
1: <laughs> <laughs> kidding! What a, what a kidding. way to sum this episode yeah. up. <laughs>
0: um, I think she's pretty rad. She has some really interesting ideas. Obviously, she... she there's a lot of stuff that I disagree with, a lot of stuff that does not hold up. Uh, for example, her opinion on lesbians is incredibly problematic.
1: Wait, what? I thought she was uh, No, here's, into
0: that. No, here's the thing, because she thinks of... <laughs> what? She thinks of lesbians as basically just doing it out of resentment. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> and that, the, that it is... Like now we say homosexuality is not a choice, right? But she was like, Oh, it's a fucking choice. These bitches are doing it. Really? Out of, out, yeah, out of spite. <laughs> <laughs> what? What? Because because they they <laughs> don't like having they they resent being relegated to the role of of the feminine, right? The feminine other. Yeah. But they so they try to compensate by taking on <laughs> uh male uh or masculine traits yeah but they're ultimately frustrated because they don't have a penis so they can't penetrate anything <laughs> and so they're all buttered about that wow <laughs> that's her opinion on lesbians huh
1: yeah interesting yeah so that that part didn't hold up as much <laughs> yeah <laughs> well in certain segments of the population it holds up very well uh, <laughs> but for enlightened men like you and i yeah we We categorically reject yeah. it, a couple kings, like us we reject it,
0: yeah, <laughs> this pet's winking <laughs> winking hard,
1: uh, we're reject no, it's my Tourettes. We're rejecting, oh, okay, it
0: that's right it's your Tourette's. right, yeah, right, um
1: well, that's well, yeah, okay,
0: so that's Simone de Beauvoir, I think that's about it, oh,
1: well, she seems pretty tight,
0: yeah, I mean, she lived a life, she fucking definitely like chose her own path, she lived her philosophy, which is cool. She did not shop.
1: You know, Refuse guys to
0: shop. One
1: of our newest sign offs is gonna be Live Your Philosophy. Yeah. That's a good one. It's our one of our sign offs. It's the only one that really makes sense. Yeah, a lot of them don't. No. The other yeah. ones are about how you're going to hell if you're not Catholic and um I was gonna to say, think a, hard.
0: A lot of philosophers don't live up live their philosophy. So What do you mean? I don't know, there's a lot of a lot of philosophers really? don't live to their yeah, they don't practice what they preach.
1: We'll talk about them later. Okay. Maybe. Well, folks, how about this shit? Thank you for listening to this goddamn uh, episode. Thank you. you. Thank you. Uh, you can uh, go to iTunes. You can give us a five star review. Just write Eat Book. That's
0: all you have to write. Yeah. Um, hey, speaking of Eat Book, I have a bit of an announcement. So there's this thing that, if you guys want to help us out, yeah, <laughs> if you want to help us out, there's this thing that I set up on our website, ilearnnothing.com. There's a button on the homepage that says eat book. If you click on that, it takes you to Amazon and it has like a list of like philosophy books if you're interested. Really? Yeah. You don't have to buy anything. But if you are going to go to Amazon to buy anything, click on the button to get to Amazon and anything you buy we get like a, like oh, a little it's one of a those percentage things. thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's oh, like okay. a little kickback thing. I didn't know we had that. So if you want to support the show, you don't even have to pay us directly. All you have to do is if you're going to buy something, anything on Amazon, click on that fucking button,
1: eat book, click on eat book on the website. If you want to buy a uh, conciliatory note to uh, Jeff Bezos for his uh, divorce, oh yeah, do it through our website. And say, we're with you, King. Yeah, We're with you, King. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, You can do that, yeah, write a five-star review Just write a book, that's all you gotta write uh, bu- 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 On Facebook uh, You can like us, that helps us out a little bit mm-hmm. uh, Also uh, Please find uh, The Heights School for Boys on Facebook uh, Write a One-star review and say Stop throwing books at Ben Cholock Or five-star review and say Keep throwing books at Ben Cholock yeah. Um, what else? That's about it. Our Patreon or, is there. You can check us out uh, there. We have yeah. like 32 episodes. I think we just said. Yeah, five uh, bucks
0: a month gets you access to all those past to all of them. All of them. Did I say all of them? A little. Okay, to so, uh, all of them. All. It's terrific. It's tremendous. You just go <laughs> go go to, go to Patreon. You get. Uh, I can't do Trump. It's bad. No,
1: that wasn't but too bad. It's better than mine. I
0: had it for a second, and then I got self conscious. Let me try mine.
1: Okay. You should go to our website. Ugh. Yeah, right. a little too. I don't know. Well, let me try it again. I say you're the Democrats go to the. Wi- nah. It's too whispery. Yeah, yeah, I'm trying to. I'll work on my impressions. We're working on it.
0: All right, sorry guys, we're working on it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, personally, uh, you know, you can find us on social media. Oh yes. I am uh, Gristleporn. Gristleporn's Gristle porns all the way down. G-R-I-S-T-L-E-P-O-R-N. Yeah, you're you're Twitter on Twitter, Twitter and, and IG. Yeah. yeah.
1: I'm Dean Man P on the old IG. Uh, Pat Dean on Twitter. Tweet at me tweet at us also
0: follow dome improvement if you're looking for (laughs) advice on how to give dome how to improve your dome skills yeah please taking calls
1: please do we're taking calls (laughs) dome improvement uh you can also listen to the alana corporation we actually recorded some live episodes uh last night that were very very fun have a lot of funny people on that um We recorded at the Velveeta Room, the room that I book. Wow, what a coincidence. So uh, (laughs) go ahead and check that out. Uh, They will be coming out soon. Uh, Yeah, as always, my friends, uh, keep on thinking hard. Uh, Live your your philosophy. philosophy.
0: And if you're not Catholic, you're going to hell. Straight to hell, bud. Sorry.
1: No matter how hard you live your philosophy, when you're burning in hell. (laughs) Bitch. Also, follow the Pope on Twitter. Oh, yeah,
0: Pontifex at Pontifex at (laughs) Pontifex
1: (laughs) International.